Are you someone who has a healthy relationship with the camera? Or do you avoid even looking in a mirror unless you absolutely have to? So many of us, and by so many of us I mean me, hate having our picture taken, and yet we've all had the experience of recognising the truth in the statement, a picture is worth a thousand words. In our youth and perfection-obsessed, selfie-snapping society, coming to terms with ageing and how we appear can be a challenge. But photographer Helen Tansy has embraced and even celebrates both. Welcome to the How To Be Free podcast. I'm Michelle LeDuc-Catlin. And I'm Stephen Francis. Today we free ourselves around image and ageing. Helen Tansy started her career as a professional model in Europe and then made the transition from being in front of the camera to behind the lens. She has been shooting for over 30 years, taking headshots of actors and celebrities like Gordon Ramsay, Carrie Ann Moss, Colin Mockery, and Jason Isaacs, as well as family portraits, and most recently, a project celebrating women over 40. She's been featured on CBC television, fashion television, Discovery Channel's Behind the Lens, and has had her work featured in magazines including Flair, Elle, and More magazine. There's so much more I could say about Helen, and I'm sure I will, but first, welcome, Helen. Oh, thank you. Thank you both. It's lovely to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Mm. Before we get into your story mm -hmm. and your um, wonderful career, what, if you can answer for us, does freedom mean to you? Yeah, you know, you. Um, it's an interesting question because it's not a question I found that was just a quick answer. I really had to think about it. And I think freedom for me, it's it's a pro, it's, it keeps progressing for me. And I find as I find my voice as a woman and as I care less about what people say or think and focus on my integrity and my true intentions with things, I feel that that's freedom. Because I think when I was younger, I felt um, imprisoned by what people thought or doing things and hoping that they would be like, oh, that's good. Or if it wasn't good, I'd be like, oh, well, what did I do? And so I think freedom for me is, is finding my voice as a woman and letting go of those sort of negative thought patterns that I had when I was younger. That answer completely resonates with me. And I find mm. that, I, 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 and I'm sure you would find this, but that as we get older, that that even resonates more, right? So you're finding mm -hmm. your voice as a woman and as a, a woman with wisdom now, with yes. experience, yeah? Yes. I love that on your website, I'm just gonna quote uh, this description. I love creating a space where people can come and feel comfortable while they are getting their photos taken. That part is like, okay, so, mm -hmm. you know, most photographers would say that. I hold space for them so that they can feel relaxed and at ease so that we can work together to get the images that they're looking for. So I really have had this experience and I've had the privilege of being photographed by Helen twice. I don't know if you remember that, but my yes. very first professional headshot. So we're talking about 30 years ago, so yeah. near the beginning, right, um, where I was completely new to all of it and nervous and and I felt very much like 
I'm a professional. I'm part of this. So that in itself was a gift because, of course, at that time, and, and I'm sure we've all experienced this when we're new at something, we have that sensation of being an outsider. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately felt, no, no, I belong here, right? But in the second set of photographs you did just a few years ago, that was a profound experience because I was coming off of years of not working because of my health and having a lot of nervousness and concerns. And you held the space. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really a profound experience. I'd like you to expand on that for people. Explain what does that mean? How did you come to that? How do you do that? Anything you'd like to share about that? Sure. Um, I think, I mean, I think first of all, being a photographer and when people come in to get their photos done, people are vulnerable. And I think that as, you know, a lot of times when people get their photos done, um, the first thing is like, oh, I hate getting my photos done, or I don't like how I look in photos, or I wish I had a lost five pounds. Like it really brings out people's insecurities. So for me, holding space means I just listen to them. And I'm just like, okay, I get that. And um, I just think through taking that time, I think just taking that time even to listen to their concerns or um, their neuroses, it's like it releases it. And I work with the person, you know, I think um, now one of the beautiful things of digital is I can show people the images as I, you know, move forward. Um, so if there's something that they're not liking or an angle, I'm able to go, okay, well, you know, what is it that that's, you know, upsetting you when you see the photo or what can we do to correct that? But I, so that's sort of the technical part. And then the emotional part is just connecting, like trying, and there's not, it's not a formula. I think it's just that, that thing of just listening to people and saying, I understand, I get it. And, and I don't know, I'm a believer once we kind of say something, we can release it. But if we keep it inside, it kind of, you know, it's like, for me, it's like that hamster on a wheel. So if I can even say to someone like, oh, I'm kind of feeling insecure right now. And they're like, yeah, I know I get it. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You feel like you're heard and you can let that go. I, uh, it's interesting that this resonates with a couple of other guests we've had talking about the speaking of something, mm-hmm. allowing to release it. And, and I really, I really get that, you know, I've, I've been photographed by other people and it's more of a superficial experience where they might be saying all these things to make you feel like, oh, you look beautiful or oh, that's hot or whatever. Like they're saying all this stuff, but it's just to cover up right. the insecurities, right? Whereas you're actually allowing the people to experience these very real vulnerable feelings and giving them room and permission. And then that's okay. And I think that reflects in your work because there's such a sense of the the person in your photographs. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Mm. Thank you. What was it yeah. like transitioning from modeling <laughs> to, to being a photographer who yeah. works with depth, with psychological yes. and spiritual depth? Yeah. Well, I think that that's what sort of why when I shoot, because when I was a model, like you were saying, it was like you would show up and it's and I learned from the photographers that um, were encouraging or took the time to sort of get to know me a little bit more. 
um, as opposed to the photographers that were just like, all right, come on, let's just see what you can do. <laughs> you know, and, mm. and treated you like, you know, like you were just like, all right, next. Performing um, dog kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that I learned from that and I learned from the uncomfortableness. Like I didn't, you know, it's again, that vulnerability of being in front of the lens and, and sort of what would work for me, what helped me feel more comfortable. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I think that that um, definitely helps. And while you were being photographed by those, others, by those other people, were you filing it away in your mind, like, like I want to do this one day? Did, did, just that sort of... You You know, it's funny because when I was a kid, I used to play in my bedroom and I played photographer. Mm. And I would pretend, but I was a wildlife photographer. And in my ah. dreams, I'd be like crawling on the ground and I'd be in Africa and I'd be taking pictures of lions. And, right. and then when I got into modeling... Um, I was discovered and I was sent to Europe. And when I was working there, I was always more interested in what the photographer is doing. So they'd be going like, okay, this is F8, F10. I'd be like, oh, what does that mean? What does that number mean? Mm. And after shoots, I would often ask if I could hang out and help them process the film. And I just, I liked behind the scenes more. It was just more interesting for me. Mm. And when I left modeling, um, I came back home. My brother got sick and passed away, so it kind of changed oh. my life. Sure. And then um, I kind of was a little lost. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I ended up working for a photographer. And again, like I just did all his admin stuff. I booked all his shoots, and I would just shoot on the side just for fun as a creative outlet. And then he was like, you know what, Helen, you're actually really good at this. And so it kind of progressed from there. And it was one of those um, things that the doors just kept opening, mm. right? Like I knew that this was meant for me because when I started, when, you know, when I approached agencies, they were like, yes, we love your work. And, and the doors just kept opening and I kept going through them. Yeah. 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 What mm. what was the process then that led to your own studio and, and doing focusing on headshots? And not um, lions. And not uh, lions. Well, uh, yes. Um, it's and, funny, and though. Just to, inter just to interrupt for one second. So for listeners who aren't aware, I think probably most people would be, but actors have, it used to be eight by ten because you printed it out. Actors yeah. have like a headshot, which is sort of your head and shoulders typically, and it's your calling card as an actor. Uh, mm -hmm. You try to convey a little bit about who you are and how you might be cast and so forth. And uh, it's you on a good day. <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> but not yeah. too good. But not right? too good. It's you. They, they, you don't you, want to look like yeah. you, you know your like absolute your photo best. when you walk yeah, in the room. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is funny because now, I mean, there's so much retouching, and I hear complaints from agents. And you know, yeah. when I retouch, it's very gentle what I do. But mm -hmm. I know a lot of agents in casting are like, you don't look like your photo. Like, yeah, yeah it's a beautiful well, photo of you, yeah. but you don't look well, like yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. like a glamour shot, right? And yeah. people, I think people think that's what it's supposed to be. It's like, when you walk in, it's like, okay, you're 10 years older than this. Yeah. And, the worst you know. is when they put the head out. I've been in waiting rooms back in the day. This is going back a long time now. I've been in waiting rooms where, where the um, cast director will stick their head out and go, uh, Eddie? Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Eddie's like raising his hand and, and then they look at Eddie and then they look at the picture and then they look at Eddie again and you're like, Eddie, you're done. You're like, we can cross Eddie off the, off the list right now. Like the first thing yeah. he did was annoy them, you know, so... Yeah. Anyway, so just a little bit of local so color to, there. Right, yes, back to the headshots <laughs> yes. and not lions. Yes. And not lions, yeah. Um, so because the photographer that I worked for, he um, was moving to Vancouver and another gentleman took over his business and 
um, the lab that did all the printing, because that's what you were saying, Stephen, back then you would actually print eight by tens. Um, they didn't have a good relationship between them. And so the gentleman who owned the, the printing lab came to me and he just said, you know, I've seen your work. Would you be interested if I helped you get started? I would co-sign a bank loan for you. And I sort of thought about it for a couple of days and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, what do I have to lose? Wow. And so, um, I'm very grateful for him cause he did come in and he co-signed the bank loan and I was able to start my business. And, and I think the actors going back to that, Stephen, it was just a lot of my friends were actors. Mm. Um, so it was just a natural transition for me. I didn't want to do the modeling shoots. I think because I was in that working with models and not not no offense to models or anything. I just didn't, I wanted to distance myself from that. So doing the actors was, um, creative. Um, it was, um, just something that I really enjoyed doing. So it was just sort of a natural transition for me, mm. but I did that- get to, I did get to go to Africa and I did get to shoot lions, like take photos oh. of lions and stuff like that. And it was awesome. one of those things when I was doing it, I was like, Oh my God. I'm living my dream. It was like I didn't even realize it until I was there. So, yeah. It sounds to me like you have a powerful relationship with manifesting. Yeah. Um, even just the way this this person offered to co-sign a loan. I know. It's like, how, who, who does that happen to? I mean, right? that's that's got destiny written all over it. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think me and I, you know, um, I, that's, you know, no one's ever said that. I think I'm going to think about that. That's quite lovely. Mm -hmm. And I do think, you know, not sounding crazy. I have my brother who I think is my guardian angel Mm -hmm. and he looks out for me and I might sound corny to some people, but I feel like I have this protective spirit who um, helps and guides me also. Mm. There's something for me that, you know, (laughs) Corny or not, which I absolutely do not think it's corny. I think it's um, a a gift. I think I notice that people who have some kind of relationship with, we'll call it some spirit or create creator, that there is um, an ease, an openness that seems to allow them to draw things into their lives that are consistent with what works for them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Have I you always it. had yeah, have you always had that kind of spiritual relationship connection? I have. I have. I've always um yeah, it's always been a part of me and I think when I lost my brother, um experiencing death it changes you, right? And it opens you up to, you know, obviously the pain, the sorrow, but then it also opens you up in other ways sort of emotionally and spiritually and um yeah, I believe, I mean, for me, I think it's silly to think that it's just us and that when we die, it's over, right? I think that there's so much more than just this. There's that mm. saying that we are um, spiritual beings living a human existence, right? Mm. And so I feel that my time here, um, when you're saying about the manifesting, maybe it's just being aware of my time here and what I'm meant to do here. Um, and the more that I do my, you know, I'm, I'm a Buddhist and the more I do my practice and stuff like that, the more clear I am of what my purpose and my path is in my life. Mm. So mm. how did that purpose and path lead you to 
Sundari women. And please define for people yeah. what Sundari means. So Sundari in Sanskrit means beautiful woman. And when I think when I turned, hmm, I guess in my 40s, late 40s or going into my 50s, I just was really, it really bothered me how people viewed aging. And it really bothered me when I would meet women, how negative they were about getting older. And I just thought, I don't want to age this way. Like, I don't want to feel that the best of my life is behind me. Like, I just, that made me feel really sad. And I think that a lot of women, and maybe men too, so I'm, I'm just going to speak specifically to women because that's what this project was, um, their looks or their aging was something that would hold them back or could block them in their lives. So what I wanted to do is create a platform where we celebrated aging, that we celebrated our gray hair, that we celebrated our wrinkles, that we celebrated our curves, and that it was something not to hide or not to be embarrassed of, but something to, to celebrate and be empowered by. And I think that when I you know, when you see someone who has gray hair or whatever it is, as a woman, it's like, oh, like it, it inspires me, right? When people mm -hmm. own their age and are comfortable Completely. in their skin, it inspires you. And I think that we have to do it for each other. And then we have to do it for the younger girls that are coming up. We have to set that example that getting older is a gift. It's a beautiful thing not to be afraid of it. Mm. Mm. I just love that. And I, you know, was looking over your pictures again the other day and uh, really mm -hmm. drawing uh, a sense of empowerment from them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I want people to know, and we'll talk about this at the end, that, that you actually put together a book, a book. as well. Yeah. It's a beautiful book of some of your uh, Sundari women. Yeah, I did that. And, um, and it was incredible. I think it was over 50 pages. And what I did, it was a large coffee table book and it was all black and white. And on one side was the photograph of the woman. And then on the other side was her story about how she feels about aging. Um, and it was great. I got a lot of, um, press with it. It sold out. Um, and it was it was a beautiful experience. It was a beautiful experience because just being with those women who wanted to celebrate their age and like one of them, um, her name is Elizabeth Grant and she's like 95 years old and she's like, she just like, she left and she will always be in my heart. Like she was just so powerful and owning who she was and all the stuff that we worry about when you get older, you realize it's nothing, mm. you know? Yeah. And, um, so I, I got to meet some really, really incredible women and hear their stories and then share them with people that hopefully, um, women, we feel better about ourselves as we age. It's powerful to have those role models show up through your work. I think that's another example of you manifesting something here, right? Because uh, aging is, I mean, we don't have much freedom around as a society. And, and, and by the way, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, 28 years old and you can bounce a quarter off any given body part, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Enjoy it while it lasts. Well, for that, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's later than you think. Ha ha. Um, no, no, seriously. Um, I think, you know, Used to be as a man, I didn't I didn't worry about appearance much at all, right? Um, I I just never really entered my mind all that much until one day I was on I was on uh, Times Square. I lived in New York City, and they had Marky Mark, who's now known as Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> right. uh, in the Calvin Klein ad with the six pack, and, and and like you know, just it was like wow, and and that was the that was uh, probably in the nineties at some point, early nineties probably. 
Since then, I think even men now are being confronted with this sort of idealized image. And I just wanted to say that we're talking a lot about aging, but, you know, we also use the word image in the intro. And I think we're getting increasingly trapped by image, right? We're having butt lifts that are killing us. You know, men are having boob jobs. We're all getting our lips puffy-wuffied. And, and, you know, to use Bill Burr's term, it looks like you've invented a new age somewhere between 53 and 54, doesn't work (laughs) yeah it's interesting because the whole cosmetic industry i mean first of all it's there to make us feel bad so that we do all this stuff and buy the products Mm -hmm. right yeah but also i don't think and i don't i don't want to shame anyone who does that stuff like if it makes you feel better about yourself great Mm. but i think that um like my husband and i were watching something and the actress in it has done so much stuff and he couldn't watch it. He's like, I got to leave. Like it's, it's grossing me out. And just that it takes you out. It actually took you out of the TV show because you're keep looking and going, what the hell has she done? Right. Mm. So I don't. It takes some humanity away from us. I agree. I find it disturbing. I've it, for me, what I see is someone who is not okay with themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then it, you've got the opposite. You've got the lovely Kate Winslet, who just did Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. and she owned mm-hmm. it, right? Like there was a, yeah. she had a sex scene in it, and the director, I think, had said to her, "Do you want us to edit that out because you can see her role?" And she's like, "No, that's my body. Yeah. Like that's what I look yeah. like." And yeah. and we need more of that. The British, yeah. Stephen, the British got it right. The British. Oh, my. I was just going to say that, Helen. This is why I watch British television. Same. Just real people. Yes. And, and they're so, so compelling. And they're yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. With, and you find with real beauty. With, <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, you find the beauty in people that comes from the inside and then you end up seeing beauty in so many different shapes and sizes and shades and everything whereas that how it is like when like when you guys meet someone like you go oh they're attractive and then when they laugh or they tell a story or and they sort of you discover them you're like oh my god this person's such a beautiful individual and Mm. and they kind of like blossom right Mm. yes Mm. Mm. that's i mean that's one of the things that sundari women does is is you know it takes these hugely diverse looking women mm-hmm. and and highlights the beauty in them mm-hmm. how do you do that how do you let's yeah. just, just go practical well, that's right? what i what, want to ask too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, how do you take a good photo but not just a good photo but a photo that really brings that out in people um i don't know Honestly, it's just what I do. Like I do there again, it's like, there's not a formula. I think it's just my personality, how I connect with people. Um, and then just sort of finding their, I guess maybe part of it is that I see what I think is beautiful in them and sort of try to bring that out a little bit more. Of course, you know, there's like the aesthetics of lighting and, and reflectors and stuff like that. But I think what I hear a lot about my work and what I like is that you feel when you look at the photo, you feel the connection of that person. So, 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 and that, so that's a good segue in a way, because I'm thinking if, if, so you're, you're just talented, right? Talented people sometimes have a hard time explaining what it is they do, right? Um, let's put, let's put somebody in front of the camera. So if I walk into your studio what can I bring to this shoot uh, or to any time I have my photograph taken? Because I'm liking it less and less, right? I didn't realize I was vain until 
things started to droop and sag and fall off and so <laughs> right so what can i bring to having my photograph taken that's gonna help the process that's gonna help you when you push that button I think that for me, like one of the things that I do sometimes, um, actually a lot of the time I've, I've started incorporating it before I shoot the person, take their photos, I just take a moment and I get them to close their eyes, to breathe, just to connect to their body, like to come back into your body because when we get nervous or anxious, we leave. Um, so to sort of come back into the body and just let go, let go of any expectations, let go of any negative thoughts of, um, that they have about themselves or maybe previous experiences that they've had having their photos taken and then just come back to the breath, right? So when I'm shooting, I can see when people are starting to get anxious or they're starting to get nervous, like whether it be, you know, their shoulders start to rise or whatever it is. And I'm just like, okay, let's stop. Let's take a breath. And just, it sort of has this beautiful flow to it. Hmm. It's amazing how many of our guests talk about getting centered in the body, getting present, you know, letting letting go, taking a breath um, as, a, as a way to experience freedom in any situation, right? Isn't it wonderful that we have that now, though, that we have that dialogue and that because hmm. we didn't so have true. that years ago, no, right? So no, that we sure. have that dialogue and that space that we can connect to with people, I think is so wonderful because we didn't have You're that. Right. You're yeah, right. So I mean, true. 20 years ago, if you had said you know, come back yeah, to your, your body, body and be present. Yeah. Okay. Uh, weirdo. I'm going to put yeah, my shoulders exactly. in my ears and leave, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think you've already answered this question, but I'm going to so pose too. it. I, yeah. I'm going to pose it anyway, in case you have anything you want to add. And if you don't, that's fine too. So what practical steps can we take to experience 5% more freedom? So just, you know, just a little opening to freedom with either or both having our picture taken or taking pictures? I think, um, so I think for when, I mean, because we're all taking pictures of ourselves now, right? We have yeah. phones, we can do selfies. Um, I think it's human nature that when we see ourselves, the first thing that we do is we we focus on what we don't like. Right. I have that right. even with um, I don't even know what with you both with your podcast. When you listen back, do you kind of go, oh, why did I say that? Or my voice or we're just so critical of ourselves sometimes. So I think with the photos, when you see a photo of yourself, instead of going to that, like, oh, I've got wrinkles or my hair, just sort of focus on what does look good. Right. And make That's that really shift. Um, I know that I remember reading. um a book by Jane Fonda and she was talking about aging and how, you know, sometimes we focus on what we can't do instead of focusing on what we can do. And when we can make that shift, it's, it's a big, it's a big shift, right? So if you can go like, Oh, okay, well my eyes look nice in this photo instead of like, Oh my God, I have a double chin. So when you're talking yeah. about the 5%, like just those little tweaks that we can do will start to make us feel better of how we look at ourselves and then also ask yourself, like, would you say that to somebody else? Probably not. So why are you yeah. saying it to yourself? Why are you the language that we use when we look at ourselves? It's it's like, why, you know, do we have that language? And just sort of, you know, think about if you were looking at this photo of a friend, would you say, oh, my God, you got a double chin? You would probably just look at it and go, oh, my gosh, that's such a beautiful photo of you. Your eyes are sparkling. So try mm. to have that dialogue and compassion for yourself. Yeah, I, I, know, I would probably say to my friend, think of it this way. If anything goes wrong with your first chin, now you have a spare, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing use humor. That. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bringing humor always helps, right? Yeah. I'm deflecting because of my double chin. I'm like, hmm. You no. Know, I, no, no, no. What no. I want to, uh, yeah, what strikes me is that, like all wisdom, it can be extrapolated out into other areas of life, mm -hmm. right? If we mm. just focus on those things we love or like or appreciate or find beautiful in our life, that that experience grows very yes. naturally without having to change or fix anything. Yeah. And then technically, Stephen, when we're like taking a photo of yourself, because we all do it now with phones mm. again, um, making sure that the lighting is good. Like lighting can make or break a photo. Like often yeah. we take a picture and we go, oh my God, it look horrible. And I can look at it and go, well, actually it's not you, it's the lighting. Yeah. So, you know, if you're outside, obviously, um, if you take a photo of yourself in the afternoon and you don't have something sort of over your head, um, like, you know, sort of under an awning or something, you're going to get lots of, it's going to be a very harsh light. Mm. So if you want to take photos like that beautiful dusk or dawn light, you know, mm. um, so there's little things like that that can can help you take a better photo of yourself too. Yeah. So like back, think about back being backlit maybe would be one thing that you could do. I know uh, right. people tend to look good when there's an, uh, sort of an indirect light source behind them. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So just maybe hold the camera up and, and start turning, like rotate on the spot, you know, that's... <laughs> that's yeah. a great practical tip, just to see, even just yeah. to be able to see the difference, right? Like, yeah. Look at that, look at how my face changes yeah. in yeah. different lights. Yeah. yeah, and just have fun. Like we take stuff too seriously. It's like, I mean, especially we can take so many photos, it's not a good photo, okay, delete it. This is true, right? It's not like you have to go, you know, back in the day, you had to like go to the store and, and have your little roll of stuff and then that's they put right. it in a machine and then you got it back three days later and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's only like, had 24 or yeah, 36. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, you know, 50 cents a shot there. Now it's like, dab, yeah. dab, 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 and throw away 18 and keep the one that looked good, right? So, yeah, yeah. there you go. That's true. Well, yeah. and your wife would know, like, even when you do, you know, even with modeling shoots, they take, you know, thousands of photos to get that one shot. Oh, yeah, true. Right? But yeah. we think that we have to get it right away, and, yeah. and it's yeah. not like that at all. Yeah, yeah, very true. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I would come here and shoot sometimes, and it's like, click word, click word, click word, click word, and then they're like, new camera, and then they like, reload, and then they're, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Hmm. All right. Well, is there anything you'd like to ask us or tell us? I'm just thankful to be on your show and thank oh, we're you for thankful inviting to have me. You here. Oh, yes. like so, so lovely, and oh. this was such a, a a great way to start my Saturday. Oh, lovely! Uh, well, and and for us as well. Thank you so much, Helen. Um, oh, you're welcome. Where I know people can find you at sundariphotography.com. dot com. Mm -hmm. That's S U N D A R I photography dot com. Yeah. Is there any other place where people can find you, follow you? Uh, is the book at, no longer available? Well, the, no, the book is sold out. Um, gotcha. And, you know, it was a great experience, but there's not a lot of, and not that I did it for this, but it's a lot of time and investment and money doing it. So oh, yeah. somebody said Coffee to me once, book. A, a book is like just a real beautiful um, business card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So no, I don't have that, but I do. And then I have my Instagram, which is Helen Tansy Photography. Um, yeah, so they can find me there and, and um, yeah, and then on my website. That's great. Thank you so much, my Thank friend. Thank you both so, so wonderful much. to spend yeah, time with you. And Stephen, yeah. if I come back to England, I'm going to find you and we'll go out for tea. All right. Oh, Stephen's 
Stephen's now in Pittsburgh. I'm in oh, Pittsburgh. Okay, well, I won't find you there. <laughs> I've, I've, been in, I've been in the U.S. not quite as long as you've been in Canada. I've been in the U.S. 31 years, actually. So, okay. Yeah. But, and do you uh, watch football? No, I hate no. football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. watch okay. Ted Lasso? Yes. That's that's I love the, that show. that's as close as I allow football to come, soccer to come yeah. into my life. Sports, and I'm not really a sports guy. Yeah, I, I grew up in the era when there's a lot of violence around soccer in yes. the UK, so I'm I'm like very averse to it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, well, thank right. you both again. Maybe I, maybe I need more freedom around that. So, <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to dig into that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Thank you, Helen, so much. Okay, thank Just you. Just a lovely presence, and, 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 and your work is beautiful, truly beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I encourage right. everyone to go check it out. Yeah. Thanks also to our sound folks, uh, Caitlin Randall, Toby Leach, music also by Toby Leach. And uh, join us again next time on How to Be Free. Thanks. Bye for now.